They said it was forbidden. They said it was dangerous. They were right. Introducing the paranoid American homunculus owner's manual. Dive into the arcane, into the hidden corners of the occult. This isn't just a comic. It's a hidden tome of supernatural power. All original artwork illustrating the groundbreaking research of Juan Ayala, one of the only living homunculologists of our time. Learn how to summon your own homunculus, an enigma wrapped in the fabric of reality itself, their power at your fingertips, their existence, your secret. Explore the mysteries of the Aristotelian, the spiritual, the Paracelsian, the Crowleyan homunculus, ancient knowledge lost to time, now unearthed in this forbidden tale. This comic book holds truths not meant for the light of day, knowledge that was buried, feared, and shunned. Are you ready to uncover the hidden, the paranoid American homunculus owner's manual, not for the faint of heart, available now from Paranoid American. Get your copy at tjojp.com or paranoidamerican.com today. What a strange person. Unbelievably powerful supercomputer that's running our reality and we don't have a clue as to how to operate it. So when maybe you or somebody else creates an AGI system and you get to ask her one question... What's outside the simulation? Say in your mind, say to yourself, I am more than my physical body. I am more than physical matter. I can perceive that which is greater than the physical world. Daytona Beach, Florida. This is Lighting the Void, and I'm your host, Joe Roop. We are live on Fringe.fm, KTLK Digital Broadcasting. Thank you for joining us. It is Monday night, Monday night, March the 21st on into the 22nd as we head late into the, I guess, late night. And uh, Juan from the One on One podcast is back with us. You know, the last time I had this guy on the show was 2020. That's been a while. Uh, if this is your first time listening to the broadcast, thank you, wherever you're listening from. Although you can download the Fringe FM app, which has a lot of features. You can get that on your 
uh, Google phone. I'm not, I don't know about Apple since they had a worldwide collapse today, but you can still get it on the App Store. On uh, Apple CarPlay, Google Auto, you know, there's all kinds of places you can listen to this thing. But the app has a shout-out feature. It has on, an on-demand player where you can hear the last of the latest shows if you missed anything. Because people are always tell me, well, I want to miss last night's show or I missed this or whatever. I missed that. I missed this. Well, go to the on-demand section. Boom. There it is. Download the app. It's free. Also, uh, the Fringe FM has to hit its quarterly goal for licensing and all that stuff. So please send in your donations. And, yeah. Man, this was close. Like, I had to... My whole computer was all screwed up. I had to reset a bunch of stuff. I got one in here really quick. Uh, <laughs> people are... People are killing each other for sugar over in Russia, and Miami has had the busiest day in history because spring break, it's crazy here in Daytona Beach. Spring break is crazy down here. So on one side of the world, people are killing each other for sugar, and on the whole other side of the world, people are partying on the beach. God bless the USA, all right? What's up, Juan? Long time no talk, brother. What's up, Joe? Thanks for having me back on, man. I'm excited. Excited to be here. And yeah, it was 2020, December 20th, 2020. I think it was the last time we, we had a little chat. Yeah, for sure. But now you're on the network, though. We got you on uh, right now. We got you on Friday night so people can hear your show. I love your alien videos with Nicolas Cage. You're doing it up, man. <laughs> you're having a good time. I love it. Yeah, I'm here love for it. a good time, not a long time, Joe. That's what it's all about, man. The good Listen. vibes. When you say the rep, you always say things like the reptilians made me do it, right? Or the reptilians are watching. It's real. Or even did a late, like a the latest TikTok thing. You talked about the reptilians at the DMV. You really believe this reptilian thing, don't you? I'd love to talk about it. Have you had a reptilian experience lately? Every single day, I think, is a reptilian experience. And when I say that, Joe, because I get that question a lot. I yeah. get that question quite a bit. I mean, you had a reptilian experience just before we hopped on air that, yeah, that, this archontic your your graphics card being fried not working i mean that's those are the archons at work and i say in a metaphorical sense now if there is or is not an actual reptilian being i can believe that i mean i've been dude i've been seeing you're, you're talking about i was just in miami this past weekend it's a different dimension out there. Okay. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't <laughs> put it past them that they had the busiest week ever. Cause it is a different world. Have you, how's Florida treating you, Joe? Have you ran into the Florida man by any chance? Dude, a couple of times. Yeah. But I went on the beach today and it was awesome. It kind of, because spring breaks here. So it kind of looked like, you know, South beach. There's a lot of, you know, I mm -hmm. kept my shirt on though. Cause there's a lot of hot bodies on the beach today. I was like, yeah, I'm not going out there today. They don't you need know? one more. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, but no, I mean, it, it's cool here. It's just like, I can't believe how many people are moving to Florida. It's already crowded. And now Miami's had like the biggest, uh, I guess day in history in the airport. So they're, they're having like an emergency state of a state of emergency in Miami because of this stuff. It's crazy. Wow, I didn't know that. Crowd control, yeah. Crowd control for the remainder of spring break. Midnight curfews. Uh, some of the beaches, they're putting curfews on some of the beaches out here. We don't have a curfew what? here. That's Daytona Beach. All the rebels live here, but, you know, lots of other beaches have curfews now. So, pretty That's crazy. Wild. Yeah, it is wild, right? But, you know, um, I have ran into, I did run into Florida, man, a couple of times. When I first moved here, it had me worried, but 
We've been doing all right. At least we're not I'll killing each other for sugar, right? We're not I'll doing tell you that. One thing. I, I, I am a Florida man, so here you go. I'm on the fringe FM. We're doing this. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, back back to the reptilian thing. I I say in a in a metaphorical sense. Now, I do believe because if you're noticing, I, I've noticed something weird as of lately. I mean, we're in a sci-fi world, anyways, right? This this dimension realm, whatever you want to call it, refer to it as that we're in. I've been seeing the weirdest articles because I have, you know, you open up Chrome and, and you get referred these articles that are, you know, of things that you look up. I've been seeing a lot of stuff about simulation, about pixelated universe, about, uh, you know, uh, computerized worlds and stuff like that on there. And I think they're pushing, they're starting to get more loose with the what they're pushing as far as news, because who writes these articles? I don't know. <laughs> I really like I go to the uh, I go to the Drudge Report so, and I just because they the Drudge Report tries to find the who's who of whatever, you know. And so sometimes it's from Wired, sometimes it's but I get what you're saying. Like you have to really look into because there's the title of the articles, right? So mm-hmm. scientists, this one, for instance, says scientists watch a memory form in a living brain. But that makes you think. Well, this is going to be awesome, right? But it's really just uh, they fed some animals some stuff and then made them scared and then watched a bunch of stuff happen in the brain. It's not that big of a deal, you know? So I don't know. Yeah, so it's clickbait. Yeah, a lot of times. And I don't really know. I mean, I don't really know who gets paid for this stuff anymore. I don't trust any of it, bro. I'm just saying, like, I, I, I report it, but I don't trust it. I mean, it could be all reptilian. But I know for sure people are killing each other for sugar in stores in Russia. Isn't that crazy? I have, I have this one here. Our universe may have a twin that runs backward in time. Who who comes up with this stuff? You know what oh, I mean? Yeah, like it's, that, yeah. it's an I mean, anti-universe. Well, that's, but, that's an assumption based on duality. They think everything's dual, which I mean, as maybe. As above, so below. I mean, yeah. It's yeah. Hermetic principle. But... That's a dangerous line to to be in, though, right, Joe, where you said that you don't believe everything. And I think that's one of the main things that people like about my show, that I am a healthy skeptic because, yeah, I talk about reptilian, reptilian overlords and all this stuff. But I, I do have that skeptic part of me that is in touch with the reality because you do have some people, especially in today's society, where they're living multiple timelines all at once. You have people forming their own simulations, if you will, within themselves, because right as above, so below the the ancients, they believe that if you were to understand the human body on on a smaller scale, right, the, the microcosm, you could understand it on a grander scale, because again, as above, so below. So we're like little universes in our own right. And whatever happens within us happens in the greater scale of the universe. And you know, I, I I try to keep a healthy dose of skepticism when it comes to certain topics, just because it's kind of dangerous to just go one side, right? You have to be between the two pillars, if you will, Yeah. where you have a healthy balance because we know what happens if you go too far to the left, you have a thing happen, then you, have, you go too far to the right, you have a certain thing happen. So you got to stay between that middle path. And find that healthy balance of right the alchemist in the cave, 
where he has to find that balance between everything that he's doing. And dude, I, I think about this all the time where as podcasters, as you, Joe, as a radio host, where you are, we're alchemists in our own right, because we're using words to transform the ideas of people in real time. I mean, that's, that's what it all comes down to shaping paradigms and shifting paradigms of people. Cause right now, me and you having a conversation and something that I say might trigger something in your mind that you might've already known how Plato says, we know everything already, but you're not able to connect the dots yet. Yeah. And you knew something by me saying a certain phrase or certain word, you were able to connect the dots and boom, right there. You're able to come up with some crazy new idea from how, it's crazy how that works, right? These ideas, they, but they could also betray us. And I try to always stay as skeptic as possible while again, believing and embracing the reptilians. Cause I think that they are metaphorical forces within the world. These little gremlins that go in our equipment or whatever it may be. Those are archons. I mean, that's what the Gnostics talked about. Yeah. The archons for sure. Yeah. I mean, I have, I understand that. Like I've, I've yet, I try to travel around, uh, astrally and like talk to these things and I've yet to get out of my bed so far. It's been a long time since I've had an out of body experience, right. Or astral traveled. I mean, so far all I've been able to do is like, I don't know if like, if you ever had the, uh, where you know what the hypnagogic state is, right. Where you're between sleep and awake and, Oh yeah. I have, I've had sleep. I haven't had it as of lately, but I had, I've had sleep paralysis a lot throughout yeah. my life. A lot. So lately all I've been doing is just kind of like seeing my room, but differently. Like it's kind of weird in my dream. I'll see my room, but the chair uh, in the uh, studio is different or it's close. And then when I fight myself to wake back up, it's actually farther away and it don't even look like what, it did in my dream. So my brain's trying to do something. My lizard brain, I guess, is trying to do something, but I don't I don't know. Like I haven't been able to go anywhere lately. I don't know if the archons I, have just like or it could just be me, bro. You know? Could be the Florida no, air. Not yeah, no one hundred percent, bro. This is another dimension. <laughs> <laughs> but now that you're in Florida, dude, that you're in central Florida. You should check out. I was listening back to the episode that we did back in December of 2020. And you should go to the float center, dude. You should go. It's nearby. It's a little bit north of me. You should go and try that out and see what that does for you. But I always tell people you have to go at least three times in order for you to really experience it. Because that's for me. I, I don't know about you, but my mind is always going 100 percent all the time just different ideas just floating around just boom 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 so when you're in there you're not going to be able to disconnect 100 percent which is another conditioning of society where, where they don't let us disconnect you talking I about hear the, my phone the one in palm beach there's there's no there's, there's one in in castleberry okay it's total zen float that's one you're talking about right? yeah i know the owner there and i'm sure she'll hook you up and you can try that one out it's awesome. Super clean facility, super nice, great vibe, you know, because that's, you're vulnerable, right? You're, you're in the state of meditation where you need to literally be naked. I mean, you're going to be naked inside some tub floating. You don't want somebody walking in on you and, and <laughs> exposing you, you know, like it's too much to handle. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> well, I found that I found out, uh, there's a lot of places that people are getting naked in Florida. I mean, my freaking neighbor is telling me about all these <laughs> massage parlors, right? And he's like, well, they you got to get in the shower and all this other stuff. And I'm like, listen, man, 
I don't know what it is about you guys in Florida, but everybody likes to get half naked or naked around here. Like I got to lose weight if I'm going to live here. Like that's the way I'm going to look at it. Like it's time, right? I can't wait to, cause I don't look like Jean-Claude Van Damme, but it's going to take a little while. You know what I mean? Why, I got to get rid of, of the lizard places. stuff. Why'd you choose Florida out of all places, bro? Uh, I've always wanted to live in Florida, you know? But, I mean, to be honest with you, there's a multiple, there's a multitude of reasons. I've always wanted to live in Florida. Uh, I've always wanted to surf. There's people that I know down here. Uh, I kind of chased a girl here. Uh, mm. There was like four or five things that there's so many reasons to live here. And plus, when I moved around the country, like I went to New York, went to Arizona. So I lived in Arkansas, New York, Arizona, and now I'm at the beach. And I can tell you for sure that this is the best place to be i mean not to mention the laws and the govern the governor here is awesome mm -hmm. and the air is charged i mean you know how healing salt water is bro you know all this stuff right yeah 100 percent. I, yes. I had this guy in mexico one time tell me how he would be a guide right we went to this resort and he told me how in the salt the salt water, right? They'd be sick one day. They'd go in, guide people, and it'd come out rejuvenated, right? And and I've been thinking about, you know, speaking of Florida, I'm from Puerto Rico. I've been thinking lately about the Fountain of Youth. Have you ever thought about that, Juan Ponce de Leon, and 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 all this Fountain of Youth talk? Do you think that's a real thing, or do you think that was more of a mystical, no. metaphysical aspect? Dude, I think it could be a real thing because alchemy has tinctures and uh, hermetic works with like tantra and the food that you eat and all kinds of like alchemical stuff where you're you're supposed to prolong your life too so i think yeah i think it could be true i mean anything's possible is it here in florida or like the bahamas or something i don't know do you know where it's supposed to be located no i i don't know but supposedly i think it was i was gonna try and write a a, a an episode on it where I think it was supposed to be here in Florida that he was looking for it or in, cause I mean, we have all the Springs. I don't know if you've been to any Springs as of lately, but we have all these natural water Springs where water comes out of the, out of the, you know, the, the, a big hole in the ground and it's the wildest thing. And dude, speaking of Florida, I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's, we have listeners from everywhere, but Florida, it's a psychedelic place. I don't know if you, if you have you been to the Everglades yet, dude, if you go out there, the skunk ape, we have the skunk ape out there where, again, it's a very, I've fished out in the middle of Everglades and it's the most psychedelic thing where it's something about these open areas, right? Yeah. And, and deserts and all these things where the energy, how you said is different. It's very different. It's, it's, you can just kind of feel it in the air. And I think that has a lot to do with, uh, you know, Skinwalker Ranch and all these different places where the, you know, the 12 vile vortices where we have the Bermuda Triangle. Again, I got to remember the Bermuda Triangle is right off the coast of Florida where the veil is thinner. And I think things are able to happen much easier than they would in other parts of the globe, if you believe in the globe. I think we should go down there and check this out after I come to Orlando and teach you and Thomas how to shoot first. Oh, you know? okay, dude. All right. You know what, man? I won't be disrespected on air, but I'll take, <laughs> I'll take you up on that offer and, and we'll, we'll go out and we'll shoot and either we'll come up to you or you'll come down to us. But yeah, yeah. 100%, bro. And I think we should go down to the Everglades and 
just fish, bro. It's the wildest thing. I mean, you're going to be in there and you're just going to, you know, just turn your phone off and you're in this other world, this yeah. other dimension. And I think that's one of the, the things that I always talk about on my show is this disconnection from the oneness, right? Because if you look back at all the ancients, how they talked about, they believed, right? They believed in a God. They believed in a source. Now, yeah. the establishment took that and they androgenized, right? They have this concept of this old man in, in heaven, right? This upper state of consciousness, this higher level of consciousness. And he's sitting on some throne watching you, making sure that you don't do bad things. But the ancients saw it as the source, right? Emanationists, the, the Platonists, and even the Pythagoreans, right? where Pythagoras, all his number, they worship the numbers because they understood it. And we have what? We have the movie, The Matrix. That's why I always tell people, pay attention to the symbolism because symbols are the language to the soul. And again, back to the, the Republic, where certain vibrational frequencies talk, you know, Plato understood that they had effects on people. And I think this is what these movies this music that they're coming out with at certain hurts and all these arts that they're putting out to us suppressing and disconnecting us from that source because i do think joe i have this thing where i do think that language and just there was a humanism movement back then that they that they they, they cut the head off the snake if you are we just had saint patrick's day i don't know if you if you're you know eliminate all the snakes what what that what that's symbolic of but I think they've pushed us away from our like the the, the ancestors, right? This connection with the source. Oh yeah, they've pushed we us well. Yeah, they've pushed us away from love, the source, everything. You name it, right? I mean, but I think there's a worldly thing that happens to us from the time we're a baby to to whenever that that happens naturally. I I don't know if it's supposed to happen, but I think it's. You know, especially with all the COVID stuff that's happened lately, it's disconnected a lot of people and it's caused a lot of frustration and a lot of, uh, uh, I guess you could say spiritual warfare, if you want to put it like that. But yeah, we gotta, you gotta get off the, and I hate to say this cause I know everybody's listening on the phones and stuff or whatever, <laughs> wherever you listen from, but you gotta get off the damn computer. You gotta get away from just taking in like all this information and go out and sit in nature man or sit in the beach like that's what that's what brings back all the psychedelic experiences so or go to the everglades eat a couple of mushrooms and kill a gator that, that's what i want to do <laughs> oh do do it all legally right <laughs> don't yeah. do well, anything illegal well i mean what's illegal right that you know i'm a bit of an anarchist but i guess no one knows i'm on mushrooms unless i tell them you know are you on mushrooms right now, Joe? Is that why you were seeing your your chair a little bit further away? Possibly. Stuff? Tell the truth, Joe. Tell the truth. <laughs> Possibly. Possibly. <laughs> but we all have to do reset sometimes, and there's real studies behind it. So, you know, mushrooms aren't bad. They're not. It's, it's not bad. No, they're not. I mean, they, they things that come from, literally, if you really think about it, Joe, it's these certain plants, if you know what I mean, they, they're, they literally grow with dirt, water and soil and and the you know the sun obviously which is everything and they come from the ground and then oh that's illegal it's like why well because when you do certain things with it it makes you you know opens up your your mind i guess that's what terence mckenna talks about it's not because they care about you but because it's going to expand your consciousness if you will but you know you're talking i'm talking about being out in different areas 
right of of nature uh, recently i took a trip up to tennessee and i was fly fishing uh by with this guide next to a stream mm. it was i love fly fishing in the i think it was in the smoky mountains national park or the rocky whatever i think it was smoky it was in tennessee right. and we were sitting there and it was just the weird no, no phone service okay so i was disconnected and it was the most craziest just feeling. I could be there all day with the roaring of the little stream that was there. I slept like a baby that night. And something made me want to just take my wading suit off and just put my feet on these gigantic boulders, almost to just like ground myself for one second, because yeah. we don't have that anymore. Speaking of Miami, when you go to Miami, there is no land, dude. There is no greenery. There's just building after building people after building just cramped all together there is no you can't go out there and put your feet in the grass because there is no grass there is just they're just overdeveloping and just taking down you see animals dead on the side of the road because they have nowhere else to go so again when you find this place where i can take my shoes off and ground myself to nature where it's in the middle of some national park i think i will and that day i remember I, me being me, right? I have a podcast about cryptids, the paranormal, and you name it. I asked my my guide, I said, hey, bro, you ever run into Bigfoot or anything out here? Have you experienced anything weird? Because the whole time that I was there, I felt like I was being watched. Okay, you have that feeling where when you're out in the Everglades, bro, you feel like you're always being watched. Now, is that some Bigfoot, some skunk ape? I don't know. So I asked this guy, I said, hey, bro, have you ever had any experiences? Because I know he was talking about how he goes into the middle of these places in the middle of nowhere. It's beautiful, the scenery, et cetera. I said, you ever seen Bigfoot, bro? He looks at me, Joe, and he looks around. He goes, somebody put you up to this? You know, <laughs> you know, I, I have a podcast about He's like, tell me the truth. Somebody told you about this? What they tell you over at the shop? Because I went, to, I had to check in at first at this little shop. I'm like, no, dude, I'm just curious because I, I believe in this sort of stuff. He goes, I've seen Bigfoot five different times. In the Smoky Mountains? Times. And the, yeah, wherever Tennessee is at, I, okay. I believe it was the Smoky Mountains. Okay. Yeah, five yeah, yeah. different times, bro, that he's seen Bigfoot. And I was like, dude, that is wild. After the fact, he told me the stories. He saw one running after a deer. And I was like, hey, bro, was, again, the skeptic in me, it was just the bear. You just saw a bear. Yeah. Like, nah, dude, this wasn't a whole bear. This was a, he's like, it was like a quarterback just running after this little, little deer. You know, I've seen it from the quarter. You know, I was just watching it run after this deer. I'm like, oh, okay, man. You know what I mean? After the fact, I tried hitting this guy up because I had his number. I tried texting him to see if he would come on the podcast to talk about it. And homeboy never, never hit me back up. So if you're listening, bro, just hit me up. Let's talk about Bigfoot on the podcast, man. He never hits you back. That's crazy. Like, uh, uh, I mean, you got to think about it, Joe. Some people are shy to talk about these certain things. They don't want to be ridiculed because, I mean, I'm already thinking this guy's crazy. Yeah, you yeah. know, this this is wild. But maybe to him, that was his reality at that point in time. And who knows if he saw something that that was actually a Bigfoot? You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I'm no one to judge. I'm just here to listen. But some people, I'm sure you can relate that they don't want to come on and, and talk about certain experiences because they're scared to. Man, I try to get people to come on all the time, but they sometimes they do. It depends. It depends, like what you're talking about. 
you know, I don't, I don't want to stir up controversy just to get people to call in, but sometimes you got to, right? And I honestly am one of the biggest skeptics of cryptids in, on the planet, right? Like, but I talk to people about it all the time. I talk to Dark Waters about it. I talk to you about it, but I have not, I, did, I have not seen, and I lived most of my life in the woods, right? And I've killed everything except a gator. I really want to kill a gator. Every, but. I have not seen, it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. I just never saw Bigfoot signs of Bigfoot or anything like that. But it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. I mean, look, there's so much out there. And I could go in the woods my whole life and still only cover just a certain amount, you know? I mean, have, have you personally had an experience with any of this stuff? Personally. I'm going to have to, after the show we'll talk about i'm gonna have to have you i'm gonna put you on to some boar hunting bro i got a lot of boar hunting i do out here in the right. woods, so we can do that and then we'll see if we can put you on a gator but have i had experiences you know i think there's this paranormal aspect to this whole thing one experience in particular that, that i did have was with my son where, where we we know this that that children are more perceptive to certain things right certain frequencies they're more they're the closest to the source when they're born than anything will ever be okay they're just pure and this is why they're targeted again by you know you have all these QAnon things that go on and, and people talk about these conspiracies surrounding children and it goes back in time even in the old testament where they're doing certain things to people and they're you know practicing these rituals the canaanites the phoenicians and all these people were again conducting sacrifices revolving around certain things mm. and my son one time we were out in these trails in this more remote part of Florida. And mind you, I think he was three years old, something like this, two and a half. And he tells me we're, we're riding through the trails to get out, to go home. And he tells me, daddy, I saw the big monkey. And I said, I, I look back because my wife knows I'm into this stuff too. So I, I looked at her, I go, what? I think my sister was in the car and I go, you said, you saw the what? He goes, the big monkey. I saw the big monkey. Mind you, this is a two and a half year old, three year old boy who uh, I don't know if I've talked to him about monkeys before. So I, I'm flabbergasted where I'm like, you saw a monkey? Yeah. What did he look like? He was a big monkey. So I go, did my son see Bigfoot? Because again, there's this paranormal aspect to it all, because I think I have this idea where we know the I think it's, I believe it's the first law of thermodynamics where energy cannot be created nor destroyed. Right. It can only be transformed. Now, in these ancient epics that you have where El, Yahweh, God, whoever, Vishnu, Krishna, Buddha, whoever you want to call the entity that is running the simulation, running the zoo, if you will, destroys and wipes everything out. You have the, the story of Noah, you have the story of Atrahasis, and you have other similar stories in ancient scripture that wipes out, right? These, you have this antediluvian and then post-diluvian where this flood wipes out everything. Now, the reason that this entity wiped everything out was because there was evil on the world. And I've had Joseph Lumpkin on my podcast. I don't know if you've had him on, but he writes about the origins of evil where when God destroyed everything, he also created the dark energies that we see in our world today, which are demons, because he wiped out the good. Remember, energy can only be, it cannot be created nor destroyed. It can only be transformed. So these evil or entities of the, you know, byproducts of the Elohim, the Nephilim, all these things, right? The fallen angels back then that when he destroyed that, 
they just dissolve them to the ether. And that's how you get demons in these darker, lower vibrational entities. Now, the, these byproducts of the Elohim and the Nephilim, right, when they were procreating with the daughters of men, you have that's how you get centaurs, minotaurs, harpies. You get these cryptids because they're right. You get demigods, you have Hercules, and you have these different entities that are that are divine. So yeah. I believe that Bigfoot is a byproduct of the Nephilim or the Elohim, where he has some divine source to him to where he is able to transcend them. It's, an, it's more of a psychological thing, right? Like Maybe. a psychic vampire. But you know what just, I mean? Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. We've got to take a break here. But if you think about, like it says in Tolkien, you know, a history became legend, legend becomes oh, yeah. myth, and then myth. Uh, just becomes things that were long forgotten, but they really did exist. They could still be romping around here. We'll be right back with Juan Ayala from the One on One Podcast. Go to the uh, website, the One on One Podcast dot com to subscribe. Listen, we'll be right back. So, uh, Seven Dust. That's one of the bands that's going to be here in May. You guys, uh, liver in Florida. You, they have a big uh, concert here. I think it's twice a year, but. The, the one in Springs called Welcome to Rockville. I'm trying to get Alex Exum to come down. It's four days. So if you're going to that, give me a shout. Also, you guys that signed up to Magical Egypt, thank you so much for doing that. Enjoy the streams. There's a whole bunch of new stuff on there, plus the new X series at MagicalEgypt.net. Put the code word FRINGE in and get 10% off. One, Ayala's here with us. We are talking about gator hunting on the, uh, on the break. So you're gonna take you're gonna take me gator hunting, dude. You got to. We got to figure this out. We do, bro. I mean, you're only 45 minutes away, so of course. Yeah, like I keep meeting more and more people in Florida. It's insane. So I, I, uh, gator meat is the only meat that I've ever ate, but haven't killed it. And I don't feel right about eating stuff I haven't killed. You know, mm-hmm. I just don't feel right about it. So yeah, there's. I got to, I got to take one down. (laughs) Yeah. Like I got to take one down just so, uh, something, you know how like men, we don't feel right if we can't provide or for eating stuff we haven't killed. It's just some kind of primal thing. We don't like once we, you can do both. Once you can eat what you've killed and you can provide and protect, you just feel better, you know, as a man, I don't know about you, but I do. Even if it's backwards. You know, and it's a connection to it, though, Joe. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's. I mean, my wife hates the smell of it, uh, of of boar meat in particular, or venison or whatever it is. She doesn't like it, but yeah, there's something. There's this connection to the meat after you've done it, where you know, you I can show you a picture of the sausage that I'm eating. Okay, I can show you exactly where it came from. Now, show me where that Big Mac came from. Now, that's a whole other story. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a you know. There's a way to make it not smell bad, too. But I guess some people just don't like it, period, no matter what you do to it, you know. Um, but, yeah. like, there's other people that just, uh, like, Rogan talks about this and other people. They just eat uh, natural game. And then when they eat stuff from the grocery store, then it starts to smell bad and they get used to it. Like, Darren from Grimerica, his family won't eat. They, they, they won't eat anything else, like, from the store because they've gotten used to everything. Elk meat, you know what I mean. It's all good for mm-hmm. you. But uh, what about the reptilian thing, right? Like I, I'm fast. I've been fascinated with this thing since David Icke, right? Because this was like 
when you read the cover of a book and it talks about the reptilian overlords and things like that, th- th- there's something inside of you that's always going to laugh. But he makes a lot of sense, right? Like when he's the one guy that made sense to everybody about all this stuff. And uh, if I think about the behaviors that I've done in my life, no matter how spiritual I tell myself that I am, there's some reptilian in there, right? Like, do you consider yourself somewhat reptilian? Because I think 100 percent, bro. I mean, have you seen the the eyes on the t- top of the heads of some lizards with a retina and everything? And they've talked about right the pineal gland where. Uh, in the times of Lumeria, you know, before our eyes developed to where they are now, we had this third eye, if you will. That's this is why certain cultures put that little dot on their head where the third, right, the frontal sinus, where the soul is supposed to be encapsulated. Yeah, we had this antenna that was, you know, before the 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 age of seven where children's skulls finish fusing up. This is why, again, I talked about that story with my son where they are more perceptive to certain paranormal aspects or metaphysical aspects of this realm that we're in. Because back then I do think that we, you know, they talk about it like our reptilian brain. They talk about that. They literally say that. So yeah, I, I do consider my, we're all a little bit reptilian. If we partake in this matrix, Joe, if you use money, which is a simulacra, if you use technology, if you use anything to be a cog in the system, you're a little reptilian. You you have a little bit of that reptilian-esque being within yourself. And I think that's, you know, the the side of us that takes these, that, that rebels and takes these chances as well. And Shout out to Mark from my family. He just had David Egg on today. So it's yeah, funny no. that you mentioned that he talked to him today. And I I look at it from, again, the metaphorical sense of the word where they are these vibrational entities that latch on to, to the lower. This is why they keep us suppressed, Joe, and keep us in a state of constant fear. You have people, how you mentioned earlier in the show, killing themselves over sugar. You know, I didn't know sugar was that important. Until, I mean, I guess people got to have their coffee, but they really think about it. <laughs> it. It brings out this darker aspect in people, but that's what they want. That's what they want. They want to keep you at bay. They want to keep you divided. They want to keep you within your own little dimension so they can feed off that energy. And and it's you mentioned my videos on TikTok about I have this theory and I get I got called the schizophrenic where it was like, I believe that the entrance to hollow earth is at these DMVs. Whenever you go to the DMV, Joe, <laughs> you don't ever go. <laughs> hear me out, Joe. I see. It's funny. Okay. It's funny. It's a good the, time, but hear me, no, out. hear me out. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> the, the entrance to the hollow earth is at the DMV. All right. I have it's to where you this. least hidden in plain sight where you least expect it, which we know they do this. Okay. So whenever you go to the DMV, you're never happy, right? When you go in there oh, and you walk no. through those doors, it's a, you know how they say you can cut the tension or the aura in there of everyone is just miserable. These employees, they are the most miserable, soulless, lifeless people on the face of this earth where they thrive off of telling you, yeah, no, you're gonna have to come back for that. No, we can't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah dude. We can't and there's always somebody outside today, screaming like, "This is bullshit, you dude, know? dude!" No, always. You that, but literally, there was a guy who was standing outside because it was packed like sardines inside the the They couldn't find anywhere to sit. Some guy comes out cursing. Oh, this is uh, and this. angry. So again, 
please come back again. Okay. Bring that negative energy back to where we're at because that's what we want. We want to keep you in that negative state because no one that, you know, Hey, had a great day at the DMV today. No, nobody ever says it. Who says that? Dude, You're a lizard. If you say that when I went, they were like, this lady kept coming out. She's like, I got to hear this hollow earth thing, but she's like, stand on the dotted line. You stand on the dotted line. And then she's, she, and I'm like, are you serious? I'm like, come on. I always fight people with that. And then I'm like, all right, eventually I'll kill you before I cause something, but I'm not wearing a mask. And she's like, that's fine. But did you bring your paperwork? Do you have a birth certificate? Is it the original one? I'm like, what does it matter? I have my birth certificate. I have everything here. Okay, I'm just checking. And then they come back out. Do you have everything you need? So you're right. It seems like they're waiting to push you out of there just to piss you off, you know? Yeah, dude, I got I got pushed out and then I had to come back the next day. My appointment was for 1130. They didn't see me till 130. So I was I was already mad that I had to wait that long. What's what's the reason for my appointment? Why are you going to see me at, you know, I put it in for 1130. You can see me at 130. What is this? You know, well, what's going on? So again, back in that negative mindset to where they want to keep you there. And I 100% believe, dude, it's all about energy. It's all about, you know, the the demiurge, Saturn, Kronos, who is, who is at the center of everything, projecting these frequencies in order to keep people suppressed yeah. and just... Hanging, you know, that, pump. hanging that fruit they, in front of you, right? You can get in here. Wait, no, you can't. There's a line right here. You know? And they put you... So they use this tactic where they put you in these states of... of, of chemical imbalances and then what do you do if you're feeling sad joe go to the doctor and go to the other lizards at the big pharma where they're going to pump you full of chemicals that they're making money off of like crazy to help fix you right to help fix you we're gonna we're gonna help you we're gonna put these chemicals in your body to to help you out it's like wait <laughs> the ancients back then they lived they understood things and whatever dude right being in florida we get a lot of a lot of weeds, right? We have weeds in the grass. And if you don't maintain your weed, I think associations are lizards too, by the way, where right, you have these this congregation of people that literally tell you and dictate how you how your house looks. You buy a house in a neighborhood, you pay good money for a house. Yeah, I've and you seen can that. live how you want it. So check this out. I had this thing happen to me where I was, again, you get letters from the HOA if you don't have your lawn up to par. And I wanted to compete with the neighbor too. Right? I want my lawn to look better than my neighbor's. Okay. I want to, I want to have the well, best. Please lawn don't tell me you're the kind of guy that's like worried about what your neighbors think all the time. You not no, you, dude. bro. Absolutely not. Okay. I mean, absolutely right. not. <laughs> but I wanted to compete with my lawn. I said, that guy's got a nice lawn. Why can't mine be nice? So I started spraying for weeds. I know it's bad. Okay. It's bad for the environment. But again, we're all reptilians in our own in our own right. So I started spraying and I started looking for certain weeds in my lawn. I go, how can I get rid of this weed? So I looked it up, how to get rid of da da da. I took a picture of it and I found it online. Dude, the weed that's growing in my backyard, again, the ancients knew this, that Mother Earth gave things to the ancients. The weed that was growing in my backyard was is used as one of the best treatments for kidney stones. It's growing in my backyard and here I am killing it because I've been indoctrinated by the system to have a nice lawn, Joe. I need to have that nice lawn to where I need to take care of it. But status we're quo one. Yeah, we're, we're, we're killing the things that Mother Nature. Did you know that the Inca people worship alpacas? Did you know that? I mean, I watched this weird movie with Nicolas Cage, dude, about Colorado alpacas. Space? Color of Space is the weirdest movie I've ever seen in my life. 
Amazing. And it seems like there's some kind of weird uh, message about those those alpacas, you know? So can I share something it. with you, Joe? Yeah, please break this alpaca mystery for me, you know? So we have this thing going on. I have, uh, for for my for people who aren't listeners to my show, I, where we talk about Nicolas Cage a lot, where you have these figures throughout all of history that reinvent themselves every so often. Maybe vampires, probably lizards, but these, the, right, you have the St. Germain people all throughout history where you see, right, you, you have these paintings of ancients and you can compare them to the newer people of today, right, where they go, wait, this guy looks just like Keanu Reeves from this painting of the 1600s or whatever it may be. So we have this theory where, you know, Nicolas Cage is an alchemist and he is this time traveler using his movies to portray ideas out and show us, show us the way. I mean, that's, that's what it's all about. And in that movie, the color out of space, it was, which is an HP Lovecraft iteration. They focus on the alpacas a lot, right? They focus on, Oh, they're just, you know how much these animals cost? They're alpacas. You know what I mean? Like he he talks about it. Yeah. <laughs> so when you look into the alpaca symbolism, the alpacas were sacred to the Inca people and they were worshipped by the Inca people where they again they were they were they were considered gifts from mother nature, from mother the mother goddess, if you will. And they that's amazing. Alpacas are are beautiful animals, so I could see why they would worship them. So Again, it's all about the symbolism. So Nicolas Cage is using these movies, the newest one coming out next month, where he plays Nicolas Cage. Okay, Nicolas Cage plays Nicolas Cage in a movie. What? It comes out next next month, April something. Well, let me tell you something, man. That that Color of Space movie, if you want to have a, a weird experience in the hypnagogic state, put that movie on like on Hulu or whatever you're watching. Put it on, start falling asleep, and you know how you kind of wake up, pass back out, and wake up. Do it with that movie on. Some trippy oh, stuff dude. will start to happen. I have, sure. I have a story about that, Joe. I have a story <laughs> where you ever been to? Speaking of Miami, because I have a, I have a house down in Miami, so this is why I go to Miami a lot. And uh, have you ever heard of Coral Castle? Have you ever heard of that place? Yeah, yeah. So I went there one day, and that night that I went, I was watching the show on Netflix and the show was about witches and all this stuff, right? What it was about. But that night, cause you're mentioned about going to sleep with this thing on, which, yeah. Okay. I mean, I guess <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it. I've watched uh, Prometheus, the movie Prometheus on mushrooms. That was crazy. But uh, I went to sleep after watching this show. It was probably two, three in the morning. And the next day, right. I was in that, weird state of mind where the next day I was going to go to this weird place where this guy supposedly levitated rocks with this little black box that he had. And he knew the ain't the secrets to the ancient Egyptians and how they built the pyramids. That's what they said about this guy. And this guy was five foot tall, a hundred pounds, sickly guy. And if you go there, dude, it is the wildest place. Yeah. We had long, we had that guy. I think we had him on during the fringe fest actually. So yeah. Who pretty trippy. One of the guys, I don't know if it was him or it was the guy that studies Coral Castle. Like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, okay. he's got all kinds of documentaries out on it and stuff. So, oh, nice. That's awesome. Yeah. So, 
I was in that state of mind where I thought you had the original owner. I was like, yeah, I got that in the early 1900s. What are you talking about? No, no, no. What time machine are you using, Joe? So they, I was in that state of mind where I was going to go there and I fell asleep and I had an, uh, you know, a sleep paralysis episode. And I've talked about this on my, on my podcast a couple of times where I opened my eyes for that one split second and my fan that I had in the room, as soon as I opened my eyes, I, I promise you, Joe, and I'm a skeptic, bro. It was like an alien grave for one split second. And I'm able, I've had sleep paralysis enough in my life where I'm able to tap myself out of it and just pull myself out. And I thought I saw an alien grave for that one split second. I woke up and I go, you know what? I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop watching movies before going to sleep. <laughs> you know, no more alien movies before going to bed. Cause again, the psyche is, you know, we talked about sleep deprivation last time or uh, sensory deprivation. Last time where the psyche and the mind, mind over matter, right? We, we, the ancients talked about this. They, they were on to this uh, Rene Descartes. They were all, they were obsessed, Joe, with turning their thoughts into geometric forms, the platonic solids. They were all about that, about that's how that we have the Cartesian coordinate system where it came to Rene Descartes in a dream. The inspiration for it came to him in a dream. So you have figures all throughout history, which I tell people, I go, listen, the stuff that we talk about, oh, it's, it's too much of a history lesson. Well, it is, I think of conspiracy as a jelly donut. Well, what if now, it's, yeah, but what if it's applicable, right? Because I read this book, uh, Thought Forms by Annie Besant, and mm-hmm, they talk, they talk mm-hmm. about that color and shape. They did a whole study it's, with it, and I did an audio book on Audible about it. It's real, man. And the Merkaba's real yeah. and all that stuff. So, and Hagrivores are real too. Yeah, yes. man. So, like, it's it, it's we call it magic, but it's it's a real thing, right? So, I, anybody that says, "Oh, it's a history lesson" or whatever, that that's stupid, man. That's where we learn all the best stuff from. Well, why are we using Joe things of of the ancients? Right, we're we're using. Uh, the Pythagorean theorem from the year 400, 500, whatever he was born. We're using the Cartesian coordinate system, which was made a lot later in life. We're using things from the ancient uh, Libnes, the, the guy who invented binary code, uh, Charles Babbage, the guy who helped invent the, the modern day computer. These were all known mystics, known Rosicrucians, known uh, Freemasons. They were, they were mystics who wanted to interpret God through technology. Yeah. We use this stuff today. So who knows if we're carrying intention for these people? You have the origins of the King James version of the Bible. King James wrote about vampires, witches, demonology. And this is the guy who, again, with, with I think it seems like Francis Bacon gets a lot of credit for a lot of things. They said that he was even William Shakespeare, but these weird lizard-esque people who are who I am 100% convinced they are in touch or they believe they're in touch with higher entities of from another dimension, another realm, whatever it may be, other states of consciousness where they're practicing these things. Even the founding fathers, Joe, had a paranormal experience in the signing of the Declaration of Independence where they had this shadow figure, this egregore, this thought form who perhaps maybe you know, was a projection of something and, and it took, that's what thought forms are. They, they, they become their own beings. So right. even the founding of this country is, was built on a cult and esoteric beliefs and events. So if they're, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if they're doing other things that we don't even know about. 
you tell people that and they shut out joe they they you see the the fluoride stare in their face like "Mm, i'm gonna go watch you know cnn or whatever it's like no dude you gotta listen to this you gotta listen to this because they were talking about it you know it's 2022 and pythagoras was talking about certain things in the year 400 something and even before that okay i'm just using him as an example as one of my favorite people in history but I always tell people, you know, the reason I talk about the history is because it is the jelly to the jelly donut and the jelly donut is conspiracy as a whole. You can't have a jelly donut, Joe, without the jelly. So I'm going to talk about the jelly that goes in the donut, which is history, which is actual hard facts. Now you throw the woo woo in there and the metaphysics and it's amazing and it's fascinating. Well, our computers are run, you know, they our computers are run by binary and calculate uh, numbers the same using Egyptian and Pythagorean like mathematics too, ones and zeros. Like there's a whole, if watching Magical Egypt, there's a guy that shows that. He shows Egyptian mathematics, uh, the Pythagorean stuff, how one, zero, like on, off, or Mm -hmm. energy, charge, discharge, and it can calculate everything, and he shows it on paper, right? We, We were taught something totally different in school. But all of our technology runs on this system. It's pretty trippy. One hundred percent, one hundred percent, dude. It's it's it, and that's fact. That's not conspiracy. That's fact. But when you bring these ideas up to people, again, they just they peace out. There, you see it in their face. You, I can't have a normal conversation with anybody nowadays because as soon as I bring up the Anunnaki or whatever, some crazy theory, you know, you know, this is getting too heavy for me. I can't can't deal with it. I can't. Yeah, I can't deal with it. It's too intense. <laughs> and, Last time we were on, Joe, you you hit one of the questions that stood out to me because I listened to the episode again was how far are you willing to go to figure out the truth? Yeah, buddy. I've, I've thought about that a lot. And I have this idea that I, re, as of recently, uh, on, on a, again, through a conversation on a podcast, I connected dots and I said, you know, you have the book of Enoch, which is a very psychedelic non-canon in the mainstream canon but canonical in the ethiopian bible but it's referenced in the canon so it's this weird you know in the middle because it's it's too crazy it's too out there for the main narrative if you will and right we have the figure of enoch in that book where he is shown the secrets and he is shown everything by the the angels the watchers the elohim whatever he is up there with them in this upper dimension in this higher state of consciousness. And they're looking down at the world and they're showing him how certain things work. And mind you, at the end, when he figures all this out, Joe, and he connects all the dots and he goes, whoa, I'm, I'm, I'm learning the, 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 the very fabric of reality, what it is and what it's run by. He turns into what Metatron. Mm-hmm. So what if they're withholding us from learning our true history and figuring all these things out? And how you said they paint a certain picture in the in, in the academic system, which is foundations are in lizard people, right? They they made this system a certain way. They don't teach you certain things for a certain reason. So what if they're withholding us from this truth so we don't ascend right into this higher state of consciousness and you turn into a, your own Metatron and your own being and your own right? You're a Metatron where you're able to literally control reality itself and you're able to manipulate the fabric of reality that i think that's what they don't want us to figure out to where you know some people will call it magic some people will call it whatever else i think that's what the true 
you know, the true goal is that they don't want us to achieve where they go, you know, they always talk, Oh, you're your own, you know, you have the divine spark within you. You're made in the image of God as above. So below. So we are supposedly supposed to be divine. So we are our own gods and we're able to manifest things in our own right. So who's to say, if you don't dive down deeper, you know, you said, what are you willing to give up? Well, Enoch gave everything up being human. He gave up being human after learning everything and became this, this controller of, of, you know, this, this overwatcher, this, 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 this being that is outside the realm of reality and he's able Mm -hmm. to control it. Yeah. You know, man, like you're speaking, you're, you're speaking some good knowledge here, man. This is a, you're speaking even in layman's terms with a lot of the mysteries, even some really hidden stuff in the mysteries, uh, schools and stuff. If if you study, I know, I know we got to take a break. It was the top of the hour, but if you study sacred geometry and number, you'll start to see all of the truths about uh, magic, mysticism, pretty much everything, right? But we'll get into this a little bit more and talk about some more experiences. And if you want to call in, you can at 1-800-588-0335, the one-on-one podcast, new member of the Fringe FM, along with uh, three or four other shows we brought in from Alt Media United. We're still recruiting shows in here, but uh, it's good to have you on, brother. I'm really stoked to have you here, man. You're a good addition to the to the unit. We'll be right back. More Juan Ayala coming up. Stay with us. You guys, make sure that uh, you sign up for Contact at the Cabin. We're doing this annually now. Next one's going to be at Mount Shasta. Uh, put your deposit down. We're going to have more people. It's a bigger place at Mount Shasta. I'll be there. Owen Hunt, Brandon Powell, Magic on the Mountain. Donate it to the Fringe. Get something from the shop. Support the station. We love you. Anyways, yeah, we got that out of the way. Uh, Juan, I'm with you on this numbers thing and mathematics thing. Like, it's, it is a big thing, right? It's like a, it, it is everything. But when we uh, learn the stuff, like when we learn our powers, like you were mentioning earlier, I kind of want to circle back to this that all of the stuff that we have as far as what we're capable of, I believe we had, we came into this world with it as children, right? Like divinely, we had it already and the world took it away from us. And that is active imagination, concentration, focus, visualization, uh, being able to leave your body. And people, people report all kinds of strange things that happened to them when they were kids. They just did it naturally. They don't even remember it. You see where, you see where I'm going with this? Like, Maybe this is where this archonic idea comes from. Because as we grow older, the world just kind of squeezes us in even more consciously, I think. Yes, 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 yes. And here's the thing, Joe. Excuse me. I think people have a wrong idea when it comes to... Because we've been conditioned, again, through these movies that we see. We have Lord of the Rings... We have Welsh mythology that's very epic. And me being a person that likes Dungeons and Dragons, Dark Souls, and all these crazy, weird games that we see, I think people have a wrong idea of what magic is. And for those that don't know, you know, prayer is one of the most essential magical things that you can do. Now they've taken it and it's meditation and they've taken it and they've, misconstrued it because whenever you pray i remember when when i would pray and i I prayed the other day actually i prayed the other night it's always 
will please give, please bless, please, you know, I want, I want this, please give my mom this, you know, God, please. It's asking, asking, asking. It's not supposed to be about. No, it's supposed supposed to be be gratitude, you know, because that's all prayer is about is whatever, whatever you ask, it's already given. It's a faith. It's a faith statement. Thank you for all of the good things in my life. Thank you for giving this to me. If I will be done, that kind of thing, right? Like it's a love thing, but it's powerful as hell for sure. It is. It is. And, but people have taken this idea of magic and they've made it into, and again, I, 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 the, the, the guy that everybody loves to hate, right? Aleister Crowley, where he said, you can do anything as long as it doesn't defy the laws of physics mm. where you have people who write the, the story of the golem where it's actual manifestations of the, of this incomplete being this, right. It's the ultimate taboo, right. Necromancy where you're not supposed to bring people back from the dead. You have the full metal alchemist, the, the anime. And have you noticed anime is super occult. Like some of these animals, oh, yeah. they've been putting some crazy esoteric, ideas in it and like when when in the full model alchemist when they find out truly what it takes to make the philosopher's stone it's like wait you have to do what it's actually what because how we mentioned earlier how far are you willing to go how far what are you willing to give up because it's always right the law of equivalent exchange i think it's what they call it in the show where yeah you can bring back your brother but you got to give back, you know, a piece of you. So he gives up his arm and his leg and he's able to bring his brother's soul back into this armor, right? Which we know we talked about the Egyptians last time I was on where they were able to invoke uh, spirits into statues. And we have the story of Baphomet where the Knights Templar were supposedly talking to this higher entity, which was supposedly allegedly the head of ba- of John the Baptist and some other people say other things, but, it goes through all throughout history, not just that. Uh, but again, the Knights Templar, which arguably you could say helped establish the modern day banking system that we know it as uh, of today. So but also the Knights Templar too, which a lot of people don't know this, guarded a lot of the mysteries because they knew what the church was going to do with it when they got a hold of it, yeah, right? especially the Catholic too. Church. So uh, when I'm talking about the burning of the Library of Alexandria, all these things back in the day, these mystery schools that people point their fingers at and say are evil or associated with bloodlines or whatever. I mean, that's not true in all cases. In most cases, especially the Essenes or Jesus, and John the Baptist and Mary Magdalene, these things have been guarded forever, mm-hmm. you know. That's why it blows my mind, Joe, because last time I was on, I talked about right we're on the fringe FM where the, the, the fringe minority where anybody in history that talked out against the establishment was ruled a heretic, was exiled, was thrown out, was killed, right? You have, they, they were literally killed because of what they were saying words. They were casting spells, the spelling and through language. That's one of the main things where I believe they've, they were able to suppress this, how you're saying this, this God given, if you will, power that we were born with, because the original alphabet Joe was only 17, 19 letters. And they've added these cryptic symbols in there that never existed for what? In order to maybe suppress, right? I think the world back then, Joe, was like Harry Potter, where it was, you know, waving their little staffs around and the little wands and, you know, casting spells on each other. And we know this stuff to happen. And, 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 and I think that's how it was. And that's why they make movies on things like this. Cause they know the symbol, they know it's a possibility. 
that, that, that these things are able to happen. Now you said creativity, that's what, that's what defines us really. We're able to, you know, between us and animals, we're able to come up with ideas and think for ourselves, animals, not so much. They have more instinct, right? They have territory, you know, to guard things. And it's just to them what, you know, we see a lion eating a baby gazelle. It's not evil. That's what they were put here, right? The, the earth, the world, the universe has a natural balance to itself and it's always going to balance itself out. You can't have too much of something. And, you know, being a hunter, part of conservation and preservation, you need to hunt these animals yeah. or else negative effects happen. We oh, know disease this. This gets spread. They kill, they kill, they mess up the environment. Like mm-hmm. people, people are always talking to me about, oh, I own a plot of land and all this stuff. I'm like, do you have any idea what it takes just to keep up like 10 acres of woods with animals in it and stuff like, especially if there's mm-hmm. water and all kinds of, there, it takes a lot. And uh, yeah, man, it's crazy to me that people talk negative about hunting or, you know, a slaughtering certain things. It's like, man, it's a part of the process. It's a part of nature. Like it has to balance out and the game and fish do their best, but without hunting, I mean, we wouldn't have the, the beautiful nature. Like it would be, some places, especially back home, would be overrun with disease, overrun with just dead animals, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would be stupid. Yeah, but a lot of people, again, they're ignorant and they, they let themselves, uh, they follow whatever is fed to them. Because, and that's why I'm, I'm careful with what I say about certain things, because, again, law of attraction and also because some people are walking a thin line, Joe, right? They're, they're, they're Frederick Nietzsche's, uh, t- you know, the, the tightrope walker where they're, they're trying to balance and below them is the abyss. And you have people by what you say to them, or, or it just takes one idea, again, back to the alchemist thing, one idea or one thing to say to them, and they're just going to topple over and go into the abyss and, 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 uh, you I know, think they'll we- take a, a certain idea too far what you know what i mean so that's why i think we all do that that's a growth process right i mean being an aries i can tell you i've i have cosmic triggers for sure that send me over the edge sometimes but sometimes just like the dmv right but (laughs) after after doing introspection which is something i learned from uh right like we have to do introspection we have to keep growing as a soul we have to do they had like five things that he taught, which was uh, imagination, uh, focus, visualization, meditation, and introspection. Once you make a mistake or you fall off the wagon or whatever it is, emotionally, mentally, whatever, if you can see the mistake, you can grow from it, period, right? Um, but what happens in society is we make a mistake and the labels start coming out. Labels start coming out, and I've, I mean, we're all guilty of it, right? Because we've been programmed that way. But that's what they do—they categorize us immediately. You have this disorder, this disorder, that disorder. You belong to this crowd, this mental, this, this, that. It's like the Hunger Games, right? And instead of healing and fixing yourself through love or whatever, uh, you just need a pill, or you need a prognosis, or you need something else. Uh, nature can't handle it; it won't work itself out. And I know this to be bullshit because I defeated the worst agrophoric anxiety disorder that people have committed suicide over on my own uh, back in my twenties, like naturally body mechanisms, meditation, focus, faith, things like that, you know? So anyways, I went on a rant, my bad brother. (laughs) No, you're good, dude. I mean, but that's powerful though, because again, you were able to overcome that, right? We always, and and I find myself doing this. We talk about, right. This, 
esoteric and, you know, mind over matter. But how much, how many times that we talk about it, do we actually follow these doctrines and actually put them into practice? That's why I love, I love the Stoics because they understood, right? Like, Hey, I always tell my dad, Hey, don't stress yourself out over things you can't control. The logos to the Stoics was this, 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 this force, the universe, the cosmos, but then the logos to the Christians was this more personal, right? There was God to them. So, but they understood to just let it go, let it be, let it, let it take its course and you're going to be okay. You know what I mean? And through meditation and all these other things, they were able to overcome things because again, it's, it all comes down to mind over matter. And I'm sure you know about people. I know about people who get diagnosed with certain terminal illnesses and sometimes if they think about it just enough to where, you know, they're able to overcome it, hey, they go back to the doctor, hey, you don't have this thing. What, whatever happened to that cancer or whatever happened to this? Well, it's like you were able to overcome it because everything in the body, we're all chemicals and disease is a dis-ease of something. It's an imbalance of something. And if you're able to attune yourself and really center yourself, right? We have the Kundalini, all these things that the ancients talked about that they knew about that brought forth biological changes within your body through meditation. And the, it's mostly about purification of your body and your soul, you know, and, and attuning yourself to that, that cosmic frequency, if you will, the cosmic consciousness, I believe mm-hmm. they were able to overcome things. So like how you were able to overcome it through meditation and really just, you know, discipline, it's all about discipline. And, but people take that power, Joe, and they use it for other things because they figure out how powerful they truly are. Yeah, through through the hardest times of your life, like, and that's what I, tr- I tell people. People are afraid of transition, and tr- and I'm telling you, man, like this is where you find liberation. Like, uh, you know, if we go, we fall off the wagon and go back all the time, right? But in that time of my life, like, I was literally scared of everything. I was scared to leave the house, scared to be alone, scared of no one cared, scared of this, scared of that, just scared. And I started doing everything different. Like I didn't even eat sugar. I, I, I was no caffeine, like nothing. You know, if it wasn't natural, I wouldn't eat it. I worked out like every day. I was like bound and determined to, to beat this thing. And then I still had to have spirituality. I still had to have prayer to get me through it. A personal relationship with uh, whatever was guiding me through this, right? And it did. It mm-hmm. changed my life. It, it helped me bring my son into the world actually but that's a whole long story but you know what i mean you gotta yeah, we'll have go you on my it. show to talk about that <laughs> yeah for sure that's beautiful though joe where where you again you were able to overcome the the, the obstacles in life and you know that's what what the eternal recurrence that nietzsche talks about we need to suffer right we need to and it sounds messed up like oh no why do you need to no it's again part of the balance within the universe where you know it's not always going to be rainbows and 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 flowers and happiness and all this stuff you're going to have hard times in life where you're going to need to overcome it and i think that's again a part of the system of this simulation that we're in if you will where they throw the, the archons will throw things. What do they always say? When I was growing up, oh, God's not going to put anything in your way that, that you're not able to overcome yourself. So it's like, wait a minute. It's like, if he knows that this was about to happen, how, why didn't he stop it? You know, this, these were questions. I'm a, I'm a kid that I was asking myself when I was in, in the religious organization where I, I would be asking the hard questions. <laughs> and, and, and then here I am now with a podcast that asked those hard questions. I've had people reach out to me all the time. They go, dude, 
I love what you're doing. You're talking about things that people don't want to talk about, that they don't want to bring up in conversation. And I go, well, that's what I'm here for. I'm here to liberate shift paradigms to, to help people, you know, because that's why I started my pockets, because there were certain things I wasn't hearing talked about that I wanted to talk about, that I wanted to dive down those wormholes and kind of sort of see what happened. And I'm sure you can relate where sometimes you go down these wormholes and you give up a little bit of a piece of your sanity because you don't know what to believe. You mentioned earlier in the show, you don't know what to believe. You yeah. don't know where you stand. And I think if you're able to really focus, you're able to overcome that. But some people don't come back, Joe. Some people go, again, they, they, they spiral out of control, not to say crazy or anything like that, but they spiral out of control and they're not able to overcome certain things that they thought to be true uh, that aren't true. Like, well, you can't, and, and you know, that, that just plays a role into a lot of parts of life where maybe that's why they don't want to tell us aliens are real. Cause then religion would just crumble it would see just this shift in a paradigm where it would be too crazy for, for the co- cosmic consciousness, this collective consciousness to take, you know what I mean? So they also drip, but they also drip feed us in these movies, these ideas of certain esoteric and occult things where they know it's real. They know, you know, the, the, bro, the, the, the founding fathers were, were mystics, right? They were all part of some, well, yeah, they were, well, they were Freemasons. Yeah, 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 they're Freemasons I mean, at the very get- least, right? So um, that's how the France and the United States thing came together. They wanted to bring what the idea of uh, a light-driven world that Egypt was talking about into this country. That was what masonry was all in the Constitution, and 90% of those people that signed the paper were Masons, right? You see mm-hmm. them all in their aprons and stuff. They had an idea to bring back uh, the spiritual dynasties of like Egypt and what it was all about and everything. So uh, there's, there's tech, there's this technology that we have now, but the technology that they had back then is something we still don't understand. There's a lot of mysteries to it, you know, but I think people are figuring it out through sacred geometry, biogeometry, frequency. And uh, you know, there's a lot of good books on this stuff too. So I still have faith and hope in humanity, brother, even the lizard. Me too. Me too. I, and, and, you know, I'm sure I know a couple of lizards. They're cool people. They're nice people. But, and again, nothing against Freemasons or anyone's beliefs, but yeah, you're absolutely right. Where they, they had this, right. The, the new Atlantis, if you will, again, back to Francis Bacon, where they had this idea where it was this utopia, where they wanted this perfect society, Plato's Republic, where they wanted this perfect, you know, you had philosopher Kings and you had all these things. And yeah, 100%. We don't know. We don't understand half the thing. Dude, it blows my mind. You know, uh, places like Darren Kuyu, these underground caverns, even the, the, the Great Pyramids, where we don't know what these things were here for or what they even used them for, or let alone how they built them. We have all these ideas, but we truly will never know. That's sad. What, what they use them, yeah. Maybe it's under the DMV. Could Dude, be. That's hidden in plain sight, brother. You, you, you laugh. It's funny, right? It's funny, but let's say it is true <laughs> that, that these DMVs are the center to the hollow earth and that's how you enter. And, you know, sometimes they're appealing. They work their, you know, seven to three or whatever, seven to five hours. And they're on the weekends, they're controlling the reality, the fabric of reality. But then during the week, they're just sucking that energy out of you when you walk through those doors and it's just a different atmosphere you're able to just walk in there and you just teleport to another dimension. And it's like, you're here with us now. 
So what can I help you with? It's like, no, oh, well, guess what? We're not going to be able to actually help you with that. And then that's where you spiral out of control and you feed them that, that loose or whatever, that energy that you have. And there you go. And then move on with your day. And, you know, I, I've talked to people about Skinwalker Ranch and all these different uh, paranormal places around the world where I have a buddy of mine who says that at Skinwalker Ranch, you know, when, when you expose yourself to certain things, you give up a piece of yourself. And I brought it down like, wait, so, so do we have like a tank that we have of this etheric double, if you will. And every time the skinwalker shows itself, it takes a piece of you. It's like, wait, but, but what happens when it takes too much? Do we run out of fumes and then, you know, out of fuel? And then what we go crazy, do we cease to exist? What happens to us, Joe, when the skinwalker takes too much of your soul or whatever that may be? And what you're driven to madness? Is this what happens to a lot of different people all throughout history? You know what I mean? Like the, the like that's a Lovecraftian aspect to his stories. When these characters in these stories are looking too deep into that forbidden knowledge, they're driven to madness. Okay, that's what happened to the guy in the story of Cthulhu, uh, to to the to the people in the mountains of madness, where they were they saw something, and they were driven to madness they just lost it they couldn't take it because it was that otherworldly and that psychedelic so maybe they're also might be protecting us from that to where they don't want us to drive ourselves mad by trying to learn all the secrets to these ancient mystery schools and these ancient cults of back then i also think of it in that way because maybe there are certain things joe that you're not able that you that you shouldn't be looking into that people want to learn about and i don't think what I meant to say earlier was some of these occultic practices aren't as clear cut as some people may want them to be. Like I have a friend of mine who's a real skeptic on the whole magical aspect of things where it's like, well, how do I see this or that? Well, well, you know, there's rituals that they do in certain things. If it's, if it's made up, who knows? But you know, it's like, well, if I turn around, do a circle three times, do a backflip, then t- take my shoe off and untie the other one, and I, you know, <laughs> face to the north for a second, and then I look back and I shave my eyebrow off. Well, I see Baphomet, and I go, dude, I don't know, because again, this it's got to be what you know the planets need to be aligned in a certain pattern. Uh, you know, it needs to be a certain time of the year, certain time of the night, whatever. Hey, it well, may be. he's he's thinking <laughs> way too practical, way too <laughs> logical. He doesn't understand that there is a you know, a rhetoric to this whole thing. So there's, it's the mystery of the two in one. And we talk about it all the time and a ceremony and magic. Uh, it's just like anything else. It's just like performing a song or, uh, creating something or, or art or whatever, where you're bringing two hemispheres of the brain together, the masculine, the feminine, you're making a ceremony out of it and energy is real and frequency is real. And you're trying to change a state of consciousness, whether you're trying to do that to manifest new things in your life, it doesn't matter. You want to change things. You have to change the mind. And that's what it's all about. This guy's, if he wants to see things in the spiritual realm, then he can do that work. But it's not about like, Oh, a plus B equals C equals Baphomet. That's not how it works. You know, a squared plus B squared Joe yeah. equals Baphomet. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's but weird. see, that's, that's the thing. Cause I had somebody one day we were talking about, you know, practicing the occult and, and just different things. And he told me, he said, you know, <clears throat> sometimes you just slip right in. Right. Or it's like, it's like, wait, what do you, what do you, you know, cause they talk in these codes and stuff like that. Wait, what do you, what are you trying to get at? And he pretty much said, Hey, listen, I've, 
been to the other side and I've, I've seen, he said, and this is, was on a, on a podcast, check it out if you want. There was, you know, uh, on this astral plane, if you will, there is, you have dinosaurs with Bigfoot and maybe Baphomet mix in there and they're just having a party. And, and that just blew my friend's mind. Like, wait, what are you, what are you saying, bro? Like, what are you talking about? It's like, yeah, dude, this, it, it happens. And ever, and ever since that, then, you know, he's been on this whole thing about, cause we do a show together and he's been on this whole thing. Like, Oh yeah, I'm trying to figure it. I'm, we're trying to figure it out. And I go, dude, you and I both, you know what I mean? But I'm not trying to peek behind that veil and never come back type of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's well. Are you a child of God or not? Like, if you don't believe that you are, then don't take the risk, mm-hmm. right? Like, if you don't believe that you're protected or safe, don't do it, right? Like, if you have fears, I'm just saying, man. Like, if you're full of fear and anxiety and worry and and all this other stuff, and you're not excited about the unknown or it's not adventurous to you, it's probably not. It's probably something you shouldn't do, right? You just stay in your box, stay there. It's safe right but i promise you it's going to change like you can stay there as long as you want it's going to change that box will change so mm-hmm. why not just like be adventurous about it you're not harming anybody although i did have a friend of mine call me the other night and say oh i, got, I bought this course on working with demons and stuff and then he went into telling me about how demons aren't bad and all this stuff I, but my thing is is why well, yeah. I, I will want. To, well, he he had a good point. He said, "Well, I'm tired of not experiencing the good things of life, like love, fun, pleasure, you know, the, all this stuff, right?" And I'm like, "Well, are you initiating this in your life? Like, are you? I mean, like, are you trying to do any of this stuff, or are you just wanting it to come to you, right? Like, are, are you going are you out and edgy? like, yeah, yeah, like, well, I mean." A lot of people that listen to the show are introverts or like, let's say hermits, you know, so, um, and some of some people feel disempowered and we all do from time to time and that's fine. Um, but there's a practical side to this too. Like to me, mm-hmm. you can't have love if you don't give it, you can't have pleasure if you're not pleasurable, you can't have fun if you're not fun. Like there, you, the part of the whole two and one thing is getting off your ass and doing something about it. Right. Like. You have to do something about it. You can pray, you can do magic, you can do whatever, but you have to work. It's like, it's a relationship with spirit. You have to work with it, not bring it to me, make it happen. Or I'll just, what it doesn't work that way. And I don't know how old we're going to get till we figure this out. Cause I don't, I don't think we've figured this out as a society yet. Even, you know, I think, you know, I think about that a lot, Joe, where what if a thousand years from now, or we're talking about the lizards in 2022. What if a thousand years from now, there's still podcasts about this talking about the lizards another thousand years from now. I've thought about that. Yeah, I've thought about that. We still that haven't lot, got right? anywhere. Right. And we still haven't gone exactly. You know, we're, we're, you know, we're all gone long and gone after that. And we're on the other side, whatever that may be. And again, because I know people, who like my father recently had a heart attack. He died four times, Joe died four times, four separate times. Okay. And me being who I am, right. He's good now, but me being who I am, the first thing I could ask him when he came back, I said, Hey dad, you know, I heard you, you know, you coded four times. You were gone. What'd you see, bro? He looked at me, he goes, nothing. I go, what do you, what what do you, what do you mean? Nothing. Nothing, dude. 
nothing. And I go, there's not a spiritual bone in my dad's body to begin with. Maybe he's not attuned to a certain frequency where you're able to achieve that, you know, that Christ consciousness or whatever you want to call it. But dude told me he saw nothing after four times. You think maybe after the first one, Hey, I saw my grandpa or I saw my ancestors or I saw Bigfoot or I saw Jurassic park. No, nothing. I saw nothing. So I've had right this nihilistic side of things, which is dark and kind of negative, but I've had conversations with people where it's like, well, what if when we cease to exist, we become nothing, but we don't remember. We don't know that we're nothing because we don't remember it. How my dad didn't remember that he died four times. It's the same thing when you take a nap, go to sleep or have surgery. Time passes, Mm -hmm. you wake up and you don't really remember most of the time. Same thing Mm -hmm. when you were born, right? You don't remember where you came from. You don't not, There was a nothing. The idea while we're here in life is to explore this consciousness thing so that we don't get back to that state, you know? So I believe him. I believe him when he says that. He went into the void, man. He went to nothingness where there is. where. And, and if you think about it, right? Like, let's say we're all wrong. We're all wrong. There's nothing in the afterlife or anything. Well, then so what? Honestly. Mm-hmm. So, like but, so but, what but but joe we're conditioned right again yeah. certain beliefs are conditioned they're so focused on wanting to live this right because there's the karmic i believe in the karmic scale of things i i do think that yeah there you know what you do in this life you know pythagoras pythagoras they believe the metempsychosis where the soul migrates to other beings to other things and if you lived your life as a timid person you know, you might be reincarnated as, uh, you know, a, a small bunny or a rabbit or or a deer, right? A peaceful, a peaceful animal. And if you were a POS, you know, you were reincarnated as a vulture or something you know, that feeds off dead carcasses. And this is what the Pythagoreans understood. And the Pythagoreans, and this is why I don't see where we got lost in translation, Joe, because I, I love studying ancient history where the Pythagoreans, a very interesting group of people in history where they talked about, Hey, don't kill yourself. Don't commit suicide. Cause you know, when God giveth God taketh. So don't, you know, only God, only the source, only the center of everything can take away and give, you know, don't kill others. Don't murder others. Even though they say Pythagoras murdered somebody over finding, they found intervals or something like that. And he's like, no, that's not right. And he like strangled them or drowned them or something. Now there's like that. books that say Jesus murdered people too, man. So, you know, Oof. we don't know. Oof. Yeah, that's that's oh, that's a that's a tough pill to swallow right there, Joe. You I'm the just saying, man. Right there's <laughs> there's books to say it like that. When he was a kid, he killed people. So I don't know. Oh man, and they they preach these things that you know moderation. That's why the triangle is the thing to them. The triangle again, Pythagoras, where they understood and they broke everything down into thirds. Until you know, so if, if you if you solve a uh, you know, one, one point in a triangle, you already have the problem one third solved. So they broke everything down into thirds and, you know, they practiced, they said, don't eat meat because it clouds the judgment. So they practiced certain things in life. They understood Pythagoras supposedly healed of music and frequencies and all these things that the ancients were talking about that paved the way for the Platonists, you know, Kabbalah, you know, Jewish mystics later on. And, yeah. and that's how you get gematria and, 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 and sacred geometry and the symbolism of numbers, which the Pythagoreans understood this. And even before them, it was being understood. But again, back to we're using these things. These, these ancients were the ones that paved our way. 
into what we know society to be today in this very time. And some people kind of just look past that. Like, no, it's got nothing to do with it. It's like, wait, dude, if if you're looking into all these topics, you're going to run into, into the metaphysical. You're going to run into aspects that are unexplainable, you know, unintelligible forces. Isaac Newton, Rene Descartes, all these guys were mystics, but people don't understand that because they don't, you know, know their history per se, and they don't look into it. But Isaac Newton was talking about unintelligible forces that moved everything around. Isaac Newton was the one that, 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 that came up with this. Like, wait, no, it's not because uh, Rene Descartes believed in the Cartesian mechanistic universe where he saw everything to be cogs in a system. He saw everything matter and fabric, the fabric of reality were gears all rubbing up against each other. And Isaac Newton said, no, 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 uh, it's not that. It's actually these forces. There's this unforeseen hand moving the planets in their orbit that we can't see. And we don't know what it is. And even quantum physics now, Joe, they don't know. What do they say? It's like yeah. 98% dark matter. Or They're still or, or trying dark. to figure out dark matter, man. Still. Dude. Still. You know yeah. what I mean? Like they, they don't even understand it today with the modern day technology. And then, you know what I mean? They, 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 expect, us, they expect us to believe them when they talk about some crazy theory. What, what, what did we mention earlier on the show? Some uh, was a, a dual uh, universe somewhere where time is going backwards. How wild is well, that? It always trips me out too because they don't believe in the hermetic axiom of as above and slow uh, uh, so below rights. But you say, look, you take the particle and cut it in half, and cut it in half, and cut it in half. What do you got? You got smaller particles, and you keep cutting it in half until we don't even have a microscope that we can't see it. All right, now go the other way. Okay, we're going the other way. It's bigger. Mm-hmm. We got bigger particles and bigger particles. Well, what's out there in the universe is acting just like the atomic universe is, right? The particle universe. It's all acting the same in a static field right well that's that that can't be true science says it's different i don't care what science says like you guys aren't considering this well if you just can give us this one this is like a what does that what's his name said uh terrence mckenna we can explain everything else if you just give us the one miracle we mm-hmm. can explain everything else no you can't you can't but uh i'm not i don't throw science out it's just they're starting to get kind of unscientific about their viewpoints when they get really dogmatic, you know, it's kind of a paradox. Well, you know, you mentioned that where, you know, you can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. And, and again, me being a skeptic as well, even though I talk about all these crazy ideas and these crazy topics, but it's like the whole thing with aliens, dude, I, I tell people, you know, oh, there's these, all these government programs. There's all this, there's this, there's that, there's that there's Roswell. There's all this stuff. There's all this evidence. And I go, dude, I'm not going to believe it. I, I get, I'm on board with you, brother. I'm a hundred percent on board with you. There is evidence. Now show me the money, show me the little green men coming yeah, out right. of some spacecraft somewhere. And then I'll be like, okay, that's real. Okay. And not until I see an actual, uh, right. you like, you like my alien mask. Well, not until I actually see some alien in an, a NASA hoodie, well, and he shakes my hand and he goes, Hey, I am, you know, Valiant Thor from Venus or whatever, you know, I'm uh Sananda from the Ashtar Galactic Command and I'm here to show you the way or whatever it may be. Not until that happens, will I a hundred percent be on board with uh, you know, aliens in specific. Same that's, thing with that's Bigfoot. because Not- you have an open <laughs> mind, right? When you say something like that, in my opinion, and you trigger people that believe in aliens or whatever, and they, they, they start writing paragraphs about how you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, right? Like, it's like, 
they think they're the open-minded ones. I don't. I think your point of view is open-minded, where you consider the fact that there may not be any aliens, but you're also considering the fact that there may be. And you're also open-minded to the point of what the hell are they? Are they what we think we are? I want to know the truth. I don't want to suspect the truth because my emotions really want something to be. I want the truth. Period. You know? Yeah. Whatever that may be, Joe, <laughs> whatever that that truth may be, like what is, you know, what what is that even? And, and it's like, uh, again, these metaphysical aspects to everything. And a lot of people, again, that's why I said I'm careful with what I say to certain about certain things, because some people, how you said they're they're they got quick trigger fingers. They're right on it. As soon as you say something that goes against their beliefs. And I've always said this, we're all ideas, Joe, we're all my ideas against your ideas. People are killing themselves over sugar. Okay. And Russia wars are being fought over the borders that we put on the maps, things that people adhere to animals don't care about no borders about no lines on some map. They don't care about, we put that there and we're having wars being fought over imaginary lines that somebody at one point in time was like, Hey, this is going to be this. And that's going to be that. And you're going to follow that. And because we said so, because the system said so, and you have the simulacra that, that is just in society where people take these symbols, money being one of them, uh, 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 religious figures, right? Like actual statues for some, for some religions are the actual entity, and people take the simulacra and they run with it again with with politicians but we're back in in ancient egypt where they would worship these pharaohs as gods on earth as demigods people worship political figures nowadays again because they're being molded people are malleable and they're being molded into whatever society wants them to be and i think until you said you had hope earlier and i think until we're able to break out of that paradigm and actually come together as a whole as a collective Will we be able to break free of this matrix that we've been put in by this false God, if you will, if you want to follow Gnostic cosmology? But I think that's the secret. I think making people come together in in a coherent way. But I think we're I think we're almost there. Maybe, maybe not, because you still have a lot of division in our country and around the world. So it might take a little bit of time. But again, essentially, we're all ideas fighting with one another. We're just back and forth. I don't like the way you feel about that, Joe. Well, you don't like the way I feel about this. Well, let's fight about it. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 kind of dumb when you really think about it. It is dumb. It's a waste of time. But I wonder. I'm wondering, like, what would happen if uh, if the United States ran out of sugar? I mean, we are the biggest consumers of sugar. They're killing each other. Well, they're not really killing each other. I don't think, but think they're I'd destroying okay, each other. I'd be I'd be all right, even though I'm a little chunky. I like sugar. I know I'd be all right because I've been without it before. You know. The body will take care of itself, but just to see Russians beating each other up over it, like, come on, we have a long ways to go spiritually. Everybody mm-hmm. talks about uh, the, the age of Aquarius and the Great Awakening, which I do believe is happening, but it's happening mm-hmm. on its own time in a natural way, I think. But when when we're fighting wars and doing all this, when we're doing all this stupid stuff we're doing now with the virus and politics and uh, wars and Russian all this undermining AI stuff going on and hacking. Like how spiritually sound are we as a society right now? Like how bad does it have to get before we all wake up and go, what the hell are we doing? Right. Mm -hmm. Like I wonder, I wonder about that. I I think we're, I think we're going to, I think we're going to realize that when it's too late, you know what I mean? When, when how innocent lives are being lost right now, if you want to believe that narrative or not, 
you know, until we see what we've done, you know, and when we turn around and go, what, you know, what have we done? We're just, dude, you know, I see trash everywhere. And I, I t- every time I see trash, I go, man, we're, I told my wife the other day, man, we're such a cancer to this world. You know, some people are such a destructive force, not to be negative, but we really are. And that's what the mushrooms told me one time, Joe, they told me, listen, you know, humans are a destructive force. The Pythagoreans, back to the Pythagoreans, they said, if man is able to destroy even one grain of sand, he will ultimately destroy himself. And I think we're way past that, Joe. And do the you Pythagoreans know, were talking about that. You, are you, do you read comic books at all? Like, do you know who uh, Grant Morrison is or the, if you read The Invisibles? No, I haven't, no. Oh, it's awesome. But Grant Morrison did this speech on Chaos Magic where, uh, he talked about how we could change the world just by using magic theory. And he put hyper sigils into his Invisibles comic book that made these things manifest in his life that he put in the comic book. But he, what he was trying to do is say, if I can do this, you can do this. We can change the world if we understood who we were. But he also talked about how he got really stoned and talked to some aliens from Zeta Reticuli <laughs> too. <laughs> and... And he, they were explaining to him for, you got to watch this thing, man. I'll send you the link after the show, but they were explaining to him how dimensions work. And they told him that they seed life on planets by using bacteria and larva, Mm -hmm. right? They use larva to grow things. So if you think about all the bacteria in your body and your gut and all these things, that's all it is, right? Like cells work together. They make. Uh, a beaut- they make life and it's beautiful and healthy but when cells don't work together and it gets all toxic and crazy it makes cancer a that's tumor, what, it's the yeah. same thing as we do as society same thing right? an imbalance an imbalance show it's all a, a disease it's a, an imbalance and I think that there are some people who are I have this theory as well that there are some people who are NPCs, Joe. They're in here to, for you know, how Sam Tripley says, we're in a haunted house. Some people are here for texture. Some people are garden gnomes, Joe, that are put <laughs> on this it. realm for, for just to prop up. And I don't know if you've seen, I know you told me you're not on TikTok, but for the longest time I was seeing on TikTok because right, the internet's a weird, it's another dimension. And the, the, there were these videos of people acting just weird. I think like you know, glitches in the matrix, if you will, where people were out of place or like uh, people were having weird interactions with, with certain figures. And it's like, are the, you know, are the, these NPCs glitching out? Are they, are they, you know, having some sort of meltdown where they're not able to, cause you, you've had all these outages. I think you said uh, Apple was had an outage today. Or had something a massive like that. one today. Yeah. Uh, it was, uh, uh, what was it? Instagram the other day had an outage, Facebook, all these things. Like, are they updating that, that super AI computer? The CIA said that well, they have some computer that's able to predict events three days in, in advance. Is that two days, three days, six or, months? Or are they having like hack wars behind the scenes trying to screw up our economy? You know, yeah, just like they did the one time, uh, before we had, I forget when it was, it was a few years back when, uh, Hawaii and Japan both had two accidents that launched nuclear warnings, right? Both were accidents. Both were, uh, 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 what was it? Both people accidentally hit the button. It was all bull crap, man. Like there's stuff (laughs) going. Yeah. Like tripped and just, Oh (laughs) yeah. There's stuff that's going on behind the scenes that we have no idea about. Right. And if you read Robert Monroe's books, like he talked about getting out of body and astral traveling. And that was his big thing. Right. Cause when he got out of body, he went, 
he said, well, you know what? Like, if I can do this as a regular guy, who else knows about this? And the government ended up using him, by the way, in experiments. But he went to try to talk to the president, and the president had guards in the astral realm. So what? There's what I'm saying is, is if we can learn to tap into what we truly can do, then we could probably go uh, into the Oval Office and figure out what the hell's going on. You know, just kind of check it out. But Dude, if they keep is that you, Project Stargate or something? Yeah, it's kind of right. Wow. Like the same. It's That's... not remote viewing, but it's kind of the same thing. You know, like yeah. you can do these things, but, uh, I don't know where I'm going with this. I, I'm just saying, I think we have more potential, uh, as humans, but we got to love each other better. We got to understand frequency better. And we've got to like tap into this stuff. Like you say, how far are you willing to go? Like we've both said to learn the truth. Do you just want to talk about it or do you really want to figure it out? Right. I'm not saying, you know, take like overdose yourself on DMT or whatever. But I'm saying be willing to explore consciously a little bit. Be willing to go into the void or into the unknown a little bit to figure it out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, don't, don't go messing around with demons and stuff like that. Just, just you know, step back. And it's funny you mentioned love. You know, you, you keep saying love, love each other and I love, all this love. stuff. The, the Pythagoreans, right, the number eight, the octad, again, back to sacred geometry, they believe that everything that's able to right they, they always say you know love is able to overcome everything they saw love as the thing that holds everything together and, and it's it, it literally holds the fabric of reality together and that's what the number eight to them symbolized because every number has its own archetypal power right they have a mystic power and this is why they did certain things with numbers and divination and whatnot in order to achieve certain things. And that's where we get sacred geometry from, because it's not just a shape. You know, Metatron's cube is not just a shape. It's what it symbolizes. And it could be used in a lot of different ways. And this is what they saw. Again, they, they Pythagoras said all is number. And that's what it comes down to. We have our money system is numbers. We have everything is run by numbers. But in society, it's been given a quantitative value it's a quantitative thing like there's this many things but to the pythagoreans it was more of a mystical aspect it was the language of the universe nikola tesla said if you're able to figure out three six and nine you're able to figure out the secrets of the universe you know what i mean and the pythagoreans wow. had certain number that had certain uh, uh they were more sacred than others 10 being sacred the two the duad whenever they would mention the duad they would spit on the ground the duet, you know, they would spit on the ground because it was an ill number, ill luck, because it brings forth dissimilarities. It brings forth this dualism comparison and comparison is illusionary, right? And we're in this society that, oh, I have more money than you, Joe. So I'm a better, you know, this hierarchy, yeah. this, this comparison with one. I have more money than you. Therefore I'm better than you. Yeah. exactly it's not about that dude we got to love each other spread a positive message and awaken people one step one podcast at a time joe one show at a time and hopefully again this resonates with people and it just you know makes them step out of their comfort zone and 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 you know actually do something and and, and even if it's not anything crazy it can be the simplest thing but spread positivity and you're going to attract that back how you said earlier exactly and from the east to west from the homeless to the super rich if you're listening tonight Thanks for listening. Go check out Juan's podcast at the oneononepodcast.com. Also, it'll be airing here on Fridays on the Fringe FM. Juan, thanks for coming on, brother. It's good talking to you again, man.
Joe, I had a great time, great conversation. It's always awesome chopping it up with you. I'm going to have you on my show. We can continue the conversation there. And thank you so much for having me back on. Yeah, man. We're going to go. We're going to kill a gator for sure. And uh, 100%. you guys have sweet dreams. Stay tuned for the secret teachings with Ryan Gable going deep into the late night here on the Fringe FM. Good night, y'all. <laughs>